Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there. Hi. How you doing? Anything happened since last we spoke? Uh, I suspect, uh, just to get us uh, set, it's uh, October 1. It's a Tuesday, and... uh, that means my sister Susan's on the line. Hi, Susan. I mean, excuse me. Hi, Lynn. I have to go back. I've been with you. I have I to remember what to call you. You've been in familial <laughs> mode. <laughs> well, I, you know, God, I have you caught up news-wise? Have you? Are you up to date? I, well, the- yeah. I've been. I've been sort of reading a lot of interesting stuff and trying to uh, to take to heart your New Year's admonition that I should try not to be so angry. Oh, Boy, is okay. that hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, speaking of mood, I was thinking of um, uh, one of our callers, Mike in D.C., who kept me company last Thursday uh, when I thought the audience wasn't uh, wasn't there because of the congressional hearing going on at the same time. Um, asked me, uh, do I f- feel hope more hopeful now, uh, given that the Democrats are finally moving? You know, they're going to uh, do the impeachment inquiry. And I sort of, you know, thought for a second and, and you know, just sort of read my internal feelings, and I said, no, I feel dread but I have to admit, I asked myself the question again today on the way down here, and um, I thought I feel more hopeful, and I think it's because I feel less powerless. Because we're, we're, you know, we're there's movement. We're moving. We're being more aggressive. That's right. You know, I I have I said from the beginning, and I really feel it's true. When you stand up for what you know to be is right, even if you you know, don't get the result that you want in the end. It's better than saying in defeat, why try? Exactly. If we are going to stand up, if we're going to stand up in, 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 in favor of what we believe in this country, if we're going to, then we have to impeach. I, I, I'm glad that Pelosi held us off until we had what I... This. I consider to be an open and shut case. I agree. And, open and shut um, and easily understood and just stick to this. There's enough here and the cover-up alone. Just stick to this. It's amplifying. The but cover-up alone. It is alone. amplifying. I mean, yeah, one of the things that I read that I think is also interesting um, is the the second whistleblower um, who is going to come forward, who came forward from the IRS and who we've heard very little about. Right. But he that that second whistleblower is going to say, oh, yeah, I mean, Congress has an absolute right to demand tax returns on anyone. It's just an absolute right there. There's no star. There's no drop down except for there. Congress has the absolute right to demand from the Internal Revenue Service any tax document that it requests. So they did that on Trump, and they haven't gotten his tax returns. No, because the IRS... And the whistleblower is, yeah. right. the whistleblower is indeed going to say that, uh, no, the uh, Trump administration has been interfering in the Internal Revenue Service doing its legislatively 
required duty. Well, I think we're, I think whistleblowers might start coming out of the woodwork now. You know what happens is this causes a little crack, and uh, the you know the dam begins to uh, to break. Uh, one person's courage uh, sort of uh, creates uh, more gumption in somebody else, and um, and I think each thing will build on um, on itself on. Um, I don't know what am I trying to say itself, and and yeah, I yeah no well I mean we've already yeah it's gonna it's gonna build up to a nice and tidy case, but one of the things that I'd like to point out is that we've got such a clear pattern of behavior now that it goes back to the previous election, and the same behavior has been going on over and over, and the this latest thing with Australia and William Barr is just over the top because it. So- it it is it, it is it is taking a right wing conspiracy theory about a stupid conversation um, and turning it into an investigation. It, it's it's just so it's embarrassing that we're involving all these foreign governments in this you know charade 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 you know whatever exactly. I, I think um, before this is over, I would hope Bill Barr uh, is uh, toast. Um, have you ever seen an attorney? You no, know, I'm, st- I'm thinking of Nixon's attorney general, John Mitchell. I believe he ended up in jail. Uh, this I one believe. might be flirting with that, too. Well, and what's with his taking such umbrage, uh, umbrage about being included? You know, I mean, putting all this out there. How dare they say this about me? And then I mean, he was sort of in on these calls. And now we find out Pompeo was in on the call. And he suggested oh, everybody it, was in on the call. I was I tuned in around minute four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, oh, God Almighty. By the way, I am the whistleblower. Yeah, I'm saying I, think I saw everybody that. Ought to, yeah, everybody's yeah, just saying admit that. to it. I think yeah, I'm the whistleblower. Um, you know, for this poor person. And then Jimmy that, Kimmel had the Jimmy Kimmel had the best line. It got bleeped about uh, President Trump being the first president to be undone by a whistleblow job. <laughs> <laughs> and that got bleeped in this day yeah. and age. That yeah, got well, blow job, blow job got bleeped. I mean, right after that, he said, "Did it, did this get bleeped?" And it indeed it did. But everybody knew what was said oh my god and mike <laughs> pence by the way mike pence uh get, can he go too and he then might, he's gonna get tarnished uh uh he's been ducking du- all kinds of questions but um he uh allowed his planned trip to ukraine to be canceled um as part yeah, of, he can't uh, claim that he doesn't know that right. you know that things are being manipulated and and why they're being manipulated. He just can't. So even if you know, even if there were a time that he might actually ascend to the presidency, I don't think there's any way he'd be elected. Well, let's not get. I mean, I do think that the public is coming around. This is too clear. Yeah, they can shovel as much manure on this as they want and point fingers. You know anywhere and they all just end up pointing right up their own asses so um the thing well that was sort of a disgusting image susan
I know, I'm trying, because they're disgusting. <laughs> that, that's what, it's just what it conjures up, this bunch of white bullies. Yeah, they're really just, it, it is such an awful bunch. God almighty. They're just bullies. This is what happens when the bullies, you know, accidentally are allowed to to bully their way right up to the top. This is what, ugh. So I think um, I, I mentioned, I'm I think sorry. sometime. I'm happy when I say that. Yes. I, I mentioned <laughs> sometime last week that I think the um, the odds of Trump getting out of this by doing a Nixon resigning in uh and um pence pardoning him uh that that would be the way this thing might get resolved um of course he can't pardon him he can't pardon, he can't him, pardon him, him from charges. the new york uh new york state no, uh, or the no new york he can't city pardon him he can pardon up. him from president again right. if you know i ask which is worse um i'd rather be convicted of federal crimes and go to a federal prison than be convicted of state crimes and end up uh you know i don't know on rikers <laughs> so anyway but don't you see i you might want to start think, negotiating i just think that that is possibly what's going to happen i don't know uh can you imagine what the white house is like now i mean it was always just a a, a crazy place but can you imagine uh now no crazy pumped up by terror is really something um and and to the extent that i'm cheerful it's not without a little bit uh, actually a lot of schadenfreude yeah yeah uh Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton's been heard from, and I wish she would just go, be quiet. And Hillary Clinton, though, yeah. is being dragged back into it, as we know, uh, because our Bill Barr, this wonderful attorney general, has uh, apparently intensified uh, the probe into Hillary Clinton's emails. Now, what the... Mm. I, I, are you kidding you know, me? To What's what, next? I mean, let's gonna, just get they're, practical. To, they're going to reopen Benghazi next, next thing you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, teapot dome be practical. Going <laughs> Anything, any law that has, was broken, which they failed to prove up until now, um, no matter how hard they twisted and tried uh, and manipulated, even if they manage to now, um, you know, get someone to charge her with something, it's beyond all statutes of limitation. It is. But she didn't. I, I mean, so. look at how they've been looking at this. They have been looking at this for how long, for God's sake, when they were in control of all the investigatory agencies and committees, and they came up with zilch. This is just for, this is just so that they can talk about it. There's no practical way they can. I mean, you, well, we know this. It's just and it's it's uh, you know to to quote the president, it's sad. <laughs> as many as get this. this. Is, Here's this, what the, this is desperation. Oh, actually, this you know simply, what? This, it's the State Department that's invest. So Pompeo's people are are doing this investigation. I spoke right. incorrectly. As many as, get this, 130 officials that worked with Hillary Clinton 
have been contacted in or in the Obama administration have been contacted in just the last few weeks by investigators because they from- have nothing better to do <laughs> because the state department has nothing better to do it's unbelievable i mean what's left of them i mean the reason this is happening is because there's what's left of them are you know people that work for him He's decimated the Department of State. Yeah, totally. So what I need and what I want are people like um, Tillerson, the people who were in and who left, uh, Kelly. I need them to do the right thing because you can imagine what a fount of information those guys are. And while I've always hated John Bolton, he is, you know, He's certainly capable because he served until just a few, uh, well, what, a week ago, um, and has already spoken out. Um, he could tell us lots of stuff if he would. Um, so who knows? Uh, Giuliani's going down. Is he insane? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And he's hysterical. I mean, if for a lawyer, um, yeah. you know, geez. You know, he can't claim any kind of privilege because he's waving those documents around and showing his phone. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's given up the right to claim that those things are in any way protected, which they wouldn't be in any way. But he can't. And, and every time he opens his mouth, it's something that can be used against him. And then two seconds later, he's contradicting himself anyway. So in that way, no matter what it says, he can always, it can always be used against him. He's just crazy. I can't believe that, you know. Well, you've got crazy. You know what my favorite thing is? My favorite thing is that, um, and I don't even watch it, it just amuses me that this that Saturday Night Live is continuing its tradition of having women play all of these awful men. Yeah, yeah. And well, it, Kate McKinnon does it, most of them, doesn't she? Oh, she does, but I mean, they got a woman playing bar, too, who does a great job. <laughs> and it's just the most hysterical dig at their manliness. I just <laughs> love it. Oh, my I God. just love it. The most the the proper people to be playing you guys is a tough girl. <laughs> I just I oh. so I mean I no I am hopeful. I just want to say I'm hopeful. I mean you got people like uh, one of Trump's former national security uh, advisors uh, just flat out coming out and saying that Trump's uh, conspiracy theory with Biden and Ukraine is insane it it was he told trump in in before trump was president that this was a fairy tale that there was no there there and he's come out and said he's deeply disturbed that trump refuses to let go of something that is totally disproved that's what's behind all this he thinks somehow ukraine not russia was messing with right. the the Democrats comp- hacking into the computers. 
Right. And right. that's part of the well, transcription. Putin told him so. Putin told him so, and he's a very fine guy. The best. He likes him a lot. A little yeah. short. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, I don't know. What What is there left to say? Uh, I, I, blah, blah, blah. What it, what's going to happen today, I wonder? What's I don't know, but I'm just, I'm thoroughly enjoying it because it's just like every hour something new happens. You can actually. <laughs> well, you're sort of seeing you I can think actually, Trump coming apart at the seams, too. I mean, in a sort of yeah, psychological way. You know, it could, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, yeah, you know what I really, mean? Really, really. Also, I, I just want to wing this by you. Biden's uh, people have, I don't know if you saw this, sent a letter to ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, all of them, and also to the people like Chuck Todd, Chris Wallace, Jake Tapper, all of them, and, and flat out said, well, I'll, I'll read part of the letter. We are writing today with grave concern that you continue to book Rudy Giuliani on your air to spread false, debunked conspiracy theories on behalf of Donald Trump. Giving Giuliani valuable time on your air to push lies is a disservice to your audience and a disservice to journalism. And a disservice to him. Let's be honest. To Giuliani? No, 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 to Biden. Oh, yeah, but that's, you know, but this is a, it's an interesting question that to, when. Yeah, does, does the network a, have a duty to spread a lie just because of who said it? Right. I mean, increasingly, I know I see it on CNN and MSNBC increasingly when, you know, they'll let these people talk and then they'll say that's not true. Um, or the president said this or Giuliani said, and it's. Not true, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, this is a real. These are difficult journalistic issues. If I mean, you're, you're taught do, to present it, it, both no, sides. Do they have a duty? Do do, do they have a to, duty to report Giuliani's lies? I would say they do, but they don't have to continue to repeat the lie. They can ha let him say it once. They can prove that to, you know, a journalistic satisfaction that it's a lie, and then they don't have to let them repeat it. Well, this is, um, but, well, right. God. You know, or we need to rewrite our slander and libel laws. Right, exactly. Uh, because Biden can't sue because he's a public figure. And, the, and public figures have no right to, uh, right, or very right. little none. Uh, right. Really, no. Although in this case, I, I think he, I think in this case he could override this. No. It'd be worth a try. No, if you're a public figure at the level of uh, a president or Biden, you, you cannot. Yeah, you, you can't be slandered. You just can't. The law just won't do it. But. I don't know. I, I, you know, the thing is about journalism uh, in America uh, and all of these uh, TV people that they they sent this letter to. These are all for-profit entities, and nothing get they telling them not to have this this clown on is, you know, it costs them money 
because he draws a crowd. It's, you know, like a car wreck. Giuliani's the car wreck, and not to have him on with, and then replaying his craziness over and over and over, which they do, because to us it's funny, I guess, or, or you know, evidence of insanity. Um, but there are people who are not as media literate who hear that and, you know, and think that because it's on the news that it's correct. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, to hell with all of this. Do you see that you can eat red meat now? Yes, that was the other thing. I, I'm, I would like to say that I, uh, I'm, hey, being a carnivore, I, I never stopped. No, I, I mean, didn't either. But I, I, I mean, don't. This just shows. I don't eat are, anywhere near as much as I did, but no. I also don't want it. It's, um, but, but this is I know. Every doctor, every nutritional, they're going nuts with this. Do you know, do you listen to any of these scientific reports? Because it's fish oil is good for you. Fish oil is bad for you. Red meat is bad for you. Did you read the whole article, Lynn? Did you read the whole article? It really doesn't say. I didn't. No, I'll tell you. It it says it's not proven. It's not proven. My understanding of what no, you're saying. No, that's not what they did. They looked at all the studies upon which the no red meat advice was based. And they and they and this was a group of, you know, they weren't on any side, they weren't paid for by anyone. They were honestly just reevaluating the data upon which this was uh based. And then all just every single case, the data showed that there was no real evidence. Hmm. Now, there are other reasons not to eat a lot oh, of God, meat, yes. environmental, environmental and, and all those animal other welfare things. Reasons, right, I mean, that's, of, yeah. you know, that's, that's a really good reason. Save the earth. But for your health? No. Maybe not. Okay, listen, we got a call. Not, I, we have a call. Yeah. Uh, hello? Pork either. Hi. 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 Susie from Swisshelm. Hi. You you were talking about um, repeating the information that you know lunatics like Giuliani mm-hmm. um, right. do spout. Yeah. You know. You know. I I think that the reason why they repeat it is because they're not talking to the same audience at every hour, at every minute of the day. Well, I that's think true. That's the reason that they repeat and repeat and repeat. Right. Which, of course, you know, if if I'm watching in the middle of the day, I probably am not going to watch in the evening because I already heard it. Unless something new shows up, and there usually is at this point. It's yeah, it's I rapid don't think they intend. They don't intend us. people to do what a lot of people do, which is keep them on hour after hour after hour. Those hours are totally repetitive. They figure people right people watch when right. they can and then they get the the general gist of what's happening and they jump off so people yeah just, and i think that i think that journalistically they do that just so that the message gets out and that the people who watch at two o'clock in the afternoon are not the same people who watch at seven o'clock in the yeah, evening yeah, but they also and Susie, Susie, they also do it because giuliani is a clown. It's a clown act. It, oh, my God, I mean, yes. it's a piece of video, you, an audio that you, hey, did you see this? You know, it's 
it's more interesting than some sober politician talking. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you listen to this crap that just keeps going on and going on, and uh, you, you just you, – you can't lose sight of what it is and who it is and where it's going. And you hope that the people who are so pro-Trump get the message that these, you know, this, they this, won't. this they world won't. is falling apart. No, they will I, not. You know, you hope, but they will not. There's 35 percent of people who will go down with him. They will, you know, like lemmings. They just. And I think it really is anybody's like lemmings. Ship they, yeah, they've invested I, I think too much. Go down with anybody's ship. Yeah. You know, Nixon Nixon had a had an approval rating of 30 percent when he was when he was when he left office. And it's probably the same type group of people. It's their children. Yeah. Yeah. God almighty, it is something, isn't it? Well, nice to hear from you, Susie. I feel like we... All right, yeah, thanks. Okay, thank you. It's like we're learning about human psychology. I mean, these times have made us learn about ourselves, human psychology, the ability of humans right. to deny... I mean, denial being an extraordinarily powerful thing, you know, even when facts are right in your face. Uh, right in front of you. I mean, I, I just, I, you know, which is, I just, if at this point, if these people ad, have to admit that they swallowed all that other crap, because if yeah. you admit he's lying now, then you have yeah. to look at all the lies he told you before. Right. And, you know, certain people are just not willing to admit that they were that big a fool. But I've been thinking all morning about my, my beloved husband and, and his total surprise when he found out that Bill Clinton was lying about having sex with that woman. <laughs> You're... And he was a smart guy, no. Eric. So He was a smart guy. We were driving back from Arlie's college trip nonstop, uh, and it was like 11 o'clock at night, and the news came on that the president you know, had moved on into it depends upon what is is. <laughs> and, and, I mean, he was just shattered. So because he believed in his man, and he believed that that guy wouldn't lie to him. <laughs> Oh. You know, though, yeah, and I have to say that's part of his training. You know, when you're when you're a good um, analyst, you accept what the person sitting He's across from you is saying. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. It's true in their head, and you go from there. And I think that's a little. I mean, I, I that's the excuse I give him because he was, you know, a, a brilliant guy. So I don't understand how he was the only person in the whole world that didn't know. Well, yes, he did, but uh, it just shouldn't be anybody else's business. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is why somebody said, "Please, somebody go give Trump a blowjob so we can get this impeachment going." Then Republicans right. will. <laughs> How could you find anyone to do that? Man, that's that's asking a lot. That'd be asking a lot oh. too much. <laughs> okay, everything I have to say to that is so lewd that even I can't okay, say it well, on that, it, okay, so okay, never no, mind. No, no, no. Do not. Do not. Um, I just... I don't wanna. Should we tell them about it? Yes, yes. We yes. Tell I've, them about I've been thinking skunked? of that, but I wanna. Yeah, I, I, I just wanna 
draw it out a little bit, but Susan and I do have a, a story to tell about our um, our weekend. Uh, we part of the family met at my brother's house for the Jewish New Year, which began Sunday night, and uh, we had a dinner. Right, because uh, the, my brother was going to some some were going to the synagogue at uh, seven thirty. There was a service after dinner, and uh, so well, it's the era of Rosh Hashanah and sundown was about yeah. Well, no, then I, I so mean, right, right. Era of Rosh Hashanah meaning the eve of Rosh Hashanah, the New Year, which by the way is what fifty seven eighty. Do we yeah, know? I don't know what year it is. Well, that's listen, Susan. It. You know that that's one of the things about you know seeing whether you have dementia or not. What year is it, Susan? If you don't know what year it is, well, I think it's fifty-seven eighty. Okay, but don't I know? Could be, might not be. So, but okay, it was I'm a relatively okay. small small group. We were eating a lovely dinner. There were um, my dog was there. And my brother's dog was there. They'd been playing nonstop for uh, like 36 hours. And they were finally exhausted and lying. Last time I looked, when we were eating dinner, they were both lying on the living room couch dead, right? I'm just trying yep. to set Okay, well, scene. I found it to, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm interrupting because I found a totally ambiguous response. The current year, 2018-2019, is 57.79. No, <laughs> it's, two, it's 57.80. 57.80, right? I believe. Yeah, I think it was a nice round number there. So, yeah, 57.80. Which is why I sometimes say it's October 1st, 2019, in the year of your Lord. <laughs> My, my, right. in my the year Lord, of your Lord, right? My Lord, it's a lot. Okay, more. here we go. Finally, yes, someone that was just straightforward and said fifty-seven eighty. There yeah, you go. There you go. Fifty-seven eighty. Happy New Year. So anyway, there we are, two dogs asleep on the couch, and all of us having a good time. And 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 then I think we were pretty much finished, right? The dessert was coming out. I know I was in we the kitchen. We were just about to have our apple and honey cake. Yes, and I was in the kitchen trying to help clean up. I had just, I was running water because this is where you come in too. I was running water in a sink when all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. There are people scattering everywhere and <laughs> it happened so fast that there's some of the I mean running for doors scattering yeah yeah what happened was apparently my my brother's dog roused himself herself and decided she had to go outside my brother had opened the door which was right there in the dining room out onto the back porch Within seconds, I guess, the dog turned right around and came running back in. And that's when all hell broke loose because that dog had run out onto the little patio directly into a skunk. 
And he came running back with so much skunk crap on him. And it was like somebody screaming, skunk! And it's everywhere. It is a dog's running around, people running, trying to get the dog. I'm trying to get my, I run trying to get my dog um, away because he was freaked out. Say, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? People are scattering. Animals are running. And the smell is overwhelming. Susan runs into the kitchen and, 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 and sees that the sink is just about to flow over onto, it would have been a, a flood as well, <laughs> because I had run from the sink, leaving the water running. I got to tell you, we stunk. So we still, we stunk yesterday, Susan. <laughs> I opened my trunk when I got home, oh. and out comes skunk. And I'm going, wait a minute! I did my, I didn't. First of all, I didn't have much luggage. I just ran up for the day and then it for dinner is. and came back. It was never in, but you know what was in? My green raincoat was hanging in the front hall. Anything that and was in it that house got skunk. It, it, boy, skunks! What an amazing weapon that is. I. <laughs> got home yesterday. I was lying down reading, and skunk overwhelms me again. I think, what the hell? And I realize I'm wearing a T-shirt that I had under my sweater. Under my sweater. I didn't take a direct hit. So the skunk stuff, I looked it up. They say it permeates everything. Well, because it's got these incredibly strong uh, bonds, uh, the 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 atoms, the molecules of this particular noxious stuff sticks solidly to everything, and you cannot. So it's in the air; it drops, and then you can't get it off. The next morning, we walk back into my brother's house. We stayed at a hotel. We walked back and opened the front door, and it was like being hit by <laughs> his entire house. You couldn't, you couldn't even be polite. <laughs> no, there's no. And what was funny is the people in the house said, "Does it smell?" They, they became in yours. Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You left out the best sight gag. Which was, as we all scattered from dinner in that apple honey cake, which had yet to be cut, our mother sat at the table, totally unconcerned, and said, well, I'm going to have a piece of cake. (laughs) And she couldn't smell a thing. It's one of, you know, one of the joys of old age is she's lost her ability. She can't smell. So she was totally... And I'm saying, Mom, you reek, too. I can't smell it. Well, no, so yesterday she was terribly concerned. She kept asking everybody if she smelled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I I have to tell you, so we go back. I slept in the uh, room with my mom and my dog, and my dog stunk to high heaven. I And uh, my brother's... Daughter had given me some perfume, which I kept like rubbing under my nose and rubbing under my nose. I put it all over my pillows, desperately trying to. It, my God, 
let's let's hear it for skunks. That is some unbelievable stuff. Wow. And I still don't have it off my dog. I washed everything I brought to uh, Ann Arbor. I, it's all washed. I don't know that it still, though, doesn't stink. I washed me. Have you washed you? Because it's in your hair? Yeah. Yeah. You have? Yeah. Has mom washed, or you smell it on her? It's no, one thing for her I, not to smell it, but you're driving up to Green Bay with her today. Closed car. <laughs> Listen, I drove to I drove oh, from Michigan nice. with her yesterday. Well, we were. And she's thinking... going to be so grateful to get home. We yeah. boy have we dragged our ninety-seven-year-old mother all over the United States. I know, she, she did great. But the thing is, too, I I, I do want to. What did I want to say? Oh, just one more thing about this. The neat thing was, is we were all so busy washing the dog and this and that and trying desperately to, you know, get things under some measure of control that we didn't go to services. Nobody went. We to took it synagogue. as a sign from God. It was a sign from God <laughs> not to go to services. On the other hand, to start off the new year, because that was the beginning of the new year, being skunked it sounds like a negative omen. Does it not? No, we just decided it was all uphill from there. <laughs> well, I don't think that's true. Anyway, I still smell it. It's probably on my... It's everywhere. It's unbelievable. And we do know how. I don't think I'm getting emails. You know what you should do? Do you have a neti pot? I do, but I'm not going to do that. Because you're saying it's in okay. My I was just gonna say, hat. rinse. It's in your nose. Rinse, rinse your. Uh, I don't want it. Was your husband hat. who taught me how to do that, and it's like water torture. We have a caller. It is. I. I don't. I wouldn't do it I myself. Like it. But I'm telling you, that might work. No, I, I'm. I'm just gonna grin and bear it and become inured to it. Hello, caller. Hi, this is Susan from Hempfield. I was listening to your skunk uh, story. Uh-huh. I have one of my for myself. Um, my son, while he was in high school, he was on the track team, and one night he was jogging around the block in the dark, and he felt some liquid on his ankle. He jogged home, and we realized it was a skunk. You realized what possibly out. could have made you realize it was a skunk? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was very fragrant. Oh my say. God. We, <laughs> We threw away his clothes. We put him in the shower. He took three showers and still stank really badly. (laughs) (laughs) I I sent my husband to the grocery store, and he came back with three containers of um, hydrogen hydrogen peroxide. What did he come back with? Hydrogen peroxide. It's hydrogen peroxide and baking soda soda and dish soap. And there's actually, that is the only thing that'll get, but that's not what he, what did he come back with? Tomato juice. Tomato juice. And and it works. It doesn't work. You know, he didn't need another shower. It was. No, the tomato juice is a myth. (laughs) We, but so we, yeah, you know what was funny is my sister-in-law, whose house this was, uh, is racing, running around, and I turn, and on her kitchen table, I see 
three big bottles of hydrogen peroxide, a big thing of, and 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 I thought, well, why do who what house would have the absolute you know would have all of that stuff in what in case of a skunk? And it turns out they had a cat, Mickey years ago who went out all the time and came back in skunked so they at least that house had everything that you needed there's skunks in ann arbor they're in the they're everywhere apparently well, what is it the great horn now that is known for having a you know a liking for a skunk they do one of the out yeah one of the out one of the members of the owl family goes after skunk. So maybe they need to import those uh, owls. Yeah, great owls. But you know yeah. what else? You know what else? I, I, I really, I, I did research last night on this. Um, the uh, skunks cannot stand the smell. Skunks cannot stand that. the smell themselves. They rarely will do that to each other. That is only done in the most egregious circumstances because they find it that awful too. It is pretty awful. I will agree with you 100%. And also all the articles well, I read luck. about it said kept liking it to rotten eggs. Rotten eggs smell like Chanel number no. five compared to skunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even identify it. It was just, so I, I thought I was going to die. I had to go running, and it was permeating the whole damn neighborhood. So there was no place to run because <laughs> it was with me. <laughs> uh, well, I wish you ladies luck with uh, getting rid of the smell. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you. Thank you for for Thank you for empathizing. I appreciate it. Bye. God. Bye. See the her kid showered how many times? Dumped twenty gallons of tomato juice on himself, and it still didn't go. The tomato stuff is that's not true. It's hydrogen peroxide. Oh. That really worked. I mean, because Addie came back in, and she really okay. didn't smell. Yeah. But my dog smelled, and my dog didn't even get skunked. Jesus. God. Well, he probably he probably ran right up to her and, well, he was. I was, and made contact. That's why I almost he flooded the his, kitchen. Clearly I stuck saw his face in her, and that's why his whole head but smelled. Unbelievable chaos. <laughs> and my brother is just saying, saying, is this not the greatest Rosh Hashanah ever? Is this not one for the books? <laughs> I know he wrote me. I said, thank you, Bill. <laughs> thank you for such a wonderful memorable. dinner. And he, a memorable dinner. And he, and he writes back, wasn't that a ride? <laughs> thinking, well, that's not and he's the word I would living use. in that house, which is just totally... I mean, no, but you know, he has something. He's so old, he can't smell either. He can't either. smell much either. That's true. Oh. So, so I actually you know, watched that's, that's a video of some woman explaining what you have to do to get it out of the house. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable what you have to do. Because it permeates the woodwork, it permeates the curtains, it permeates all the upholstery. 
Yes, little Tony, I got your email. But I haven't gotten others. You know, last Thursday when I thought no one was listening, so, so many of you were emailing me and saying, I'm, li I'm here, I'm here. I didn't get any of those emails during the show. I got them two hours later. And I'm not getting everything today. Now, I, you know, I, I heard you say that before we officially started. Yeah, that I, that's probably your, your email server and not, not the Internet. Uh, it, it probably just had a glitch in it and wasn't, for some reason, um, getting mail. And then all of a sudden it started getting mail again. Chris writes, I'm getting emails, according to an episode that I watched when I was young from the Partridge family to get rid of skunk smell, bathe in tomato juice. But that's not it. It doesn't work. I am now an expert. I've been on the Internet. The tomato juice does not we work. We are experts, believe me. Yeah. And any reaction to the Pirates firing Clint Hurdle an hour before the last home game? The Pirates, uh, are, Hurdle was a great guy. Um, I, I can understand firing a GM after a season like that, but to fire him an hour before his last home game is, as you say, classless, and it's par for the course for this crowd that owns the Pirates, and it's sad. It is really sad. But I don't know. I don't know. Um and another boring news, the Cardinals sewed up the division. Oh, I mean, that is like... Well, that's what I mean. You guys it's were just, like, yeah. you guys actually stepped back for, what, two years and let some a few other yeah, people... Yeah, right. Now, that's a good... You <laughs> see how an organization is either a good organization or a bad one. I mean, the car, you know, you don't have a dominating team like that unless you have good people up at the top. And Pittsburgh really got skunked when Bob Nutting took over. <laughs> I really, that's a way to, be, way to create continuity of conversation. Yes, that's right. It is continuity of conversation. Um, <laughs> what else we got? Oh. God, I read this. Susan, do you know what, what a number You just like mother when she calls me. Susan. <laughs> Susan. <laughs> Better you than okay. me. Okay. Do you, yeah. uh, <laughs> do you know? I'm sorry. What? I'm cheerful today. Don't well, you I'm like that? Too, and we're okay, not go ahead talk. and speak. We'd rather talk about skunks than Trump. It's one and the same, but do you know what a number neighbor is? A number neighbor? Yes. Um, I'm going to guess a number neighbor is someone whose phone number is so like yours that you get their calls all the time. Okay, that's really close. Listen to this. <laughs> it's close, but I mean, it's, no, it's, even, it's, it's the activity. It's not that you get their calls all the time. This is what young people do now. They, they call someone who has their exact phone number except for the last digit, which is either one up or one down, okay? Literally, mm -hmm. their phone. 
they call that unsuspecting person and say something like, they text them, um, and say something like, Hi, number neighbor. And this is a thing now. And um, then they're shocked when somebody, like the guy, this 15-year-old, sends off to his number neighbor, Hi! And instead he got back, You stupid son of a... Stop texting me! And then all of these expletive... And the kid said, Oh... I wasn't really expecting someone to go off on me like that. I was shocked. Why? But what a silly <laughs> thing! Why would you do that? What kind of stupidity is that? But I want to tell you, I learned, I mean, when I had my longtime landline number in St. Louis, my sister-in-law was one number off on the fourth number, my good friend was one number off on the seventh oh, number, and Jimmy Hoffa's sister, the judge, was one digit off on the fourth number or the fifth number. What, Jimmy Hoffa, the guy who you mean is buried in the end zone at uh, what? That Jimmy yes, Hoffa? Yes, and his sister was a, a his, judge. His sister was a judge <laughs> in <Okay>. the St. Louis. <laughs> I know this all because we all got each other's calls and actually got to know each other because it was amusing. So anyway, you know, we'd she'd go, "Oh no, you're looking for Susan Nutzel, the school board person." I go, "Oh no, you're looking for the judge." I go, "Oh no." <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay, here's another one. Danielle Johnson, 18, of Hampton, Virginia, sent a "Hey number neighbor" message <clears throat> and got this reply. Who is this? Bro, fuck you. Bye. <clears throat> she uh, responded that she was, oh, I'm so sorry, and then got this back. It got another expletive. Fuck off. And then she said, I thought I was being nice and respectful, but they just weren't having it. Now, I really, I want to talk about this. This is a generation that we understand rarely interact face-to-face -face with anybody are they so lonely that they have to come up with nonsense like this where they just bother perfect well, strangers do. who happen to have... Are I they mean, so out of it that they don't understand that they are the very definition of spam and how rude it is to just drop in in someone's living room and demand that you talk to them? I mean, I, I would respond basically exactly the same way. Who the fuck are you? Get off my phone. So we're jerks, though, because here's another story. Hope Williams of Emory, Virginia, uh, did her number neighbor, and her number neighbor was a 46-year-old school bus driver from Tennessee. And they now text each other. He has sent me pictures of his yard work, and he told me a story about how he wrecked a motorcycle when he was younger. It's so funny. We're kind of friends. Is there something pathetic about this or something sweet? or something Totally. Pathetic. It's pathetic. 
God. You know, these these kids would be much better off going down to the local, you yeah, know, they, diner or soda shop and person. striking up a conversation with the person next to them at the counter. That's truly fun. Susan, this just in from little Tony. Tell Susan it is nice to hear her so cheerful. Only because sometimes she seems a bit angry on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays? <laughs> hey, Tony, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturday, Sunday. It's just that you hear her on Tuesdays. And he says, it's okay, though. I've been angry since November of 2016, too. But isn't it nicer to laugh? Oh, well, I laugh all the time. You know that. But then uh, two seconds later, I, I read something, and I'm so enraged, I can't stand it. Hey, number neighbor. Isn't that, I just think that is the creepiest, weirdest thing. It is. It, it is creepy. Okay. Well, the problem is, is when you don't talk about Trump, there's nothing to talk about. Well, there is. I know. What do you think about this? I just want to say this. This is one little thing I found. Um, Representative Rashida Tlaib. You know, she's the one from Michigan. Palestinian American, one of the four. One of the four. She's that, one of the notorious four, right? Right, the notorious four. But I have to tell you, she bugs me. Yes, that one bugs me too. I agree. Okay, but here's listen to what she's doing. She's raising money now. Uh, well, it was her first day. She made first got drew attention as uh, her first day in Washington as a freshman congressperson. She said something like, "We're gonna we're gonna impeach the motherfucker." That's what she said. Right, right, right. Right? <laughs> right. And, you know, I know Nancy Pelosi was thinking, oh, shit. You know, it's not helpful. That's stupid. You know, you got to be sober and, like, they're doing it now. They're being very smart. They're doing this well. They're really doing well. it really Really well. impressed. So Rashida Tlaib is now selling T-shirts saying... Impeach the motherfucker. Impeach the motherfucker. You know, and first of all, I'm sorry. It's not helpful, is it? This is a no, very serious thing, and you don't do that. It 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 gives ammo to the other side. What what is it that right, she doesn't right. get? Anyway, I'm just saying. I saw that and I thought, for God's sake, lady, shut up! <laughs> this just in, and it won't come as a surprise to anybody who's uh, lived with cats. This is from the science section of the New York Times. A new study suggests that cats are social creatures capable of forming bonds with people. Well, duh! What kind duh. of absurdity is that? Why do you think people have cats? Why do people think cats... And that there's another, another study shows that cats 
are sensitive to human emotion and mood and that they know their names. Hello, anyone who's had a cat knows. you. Any cat I've ever had would come when they were called. Well, yeah, and my, and you know, I mean, my, my cat or my daughter's cat uh, was flushes toilets and yes. uh, plays yes. fetch and has a very cute bond with with my dog Ernie yeah. such that when what? they were they were <clears throat> reunited to because Ernie got babysat over at and my they, daughter's house and they were um, happy to see each other I bet Oh I mean Ernie came into the house and the, and Olive the cat jumps onto the couch and 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 puts her paw on Ernie's back Yeah well, but why you know, do they I mean, keep doing? Why would you do a study? Be. Why would you do a study on something that's so obvious? What is this bad rap that cats have? They're different than dogs. That's true. They even did. You know what they did? They did the same study they do with uh, human infants. It's called the um, secret base test, <clears throat> and. They do this with little infants, they've done it with dogs, they do it, and they've done it now with cats. And what it is, is a person goes into a room, a strange room, with their cat, or human, or baby, or whatever, and in which there are other babies, or cats, or dogs, and they put the baby cat or dog down, and they leave. And they leave the cat, dog, or baby by themselves for, I can't remember how many minutes. It's not long. And then, oh, two minutes. No, first they stay in there for two minutes with the ink. Well, wait a minute. You know, I was going, what do you mean they put them down? And, and then you no, said baby. They stay for two minutes, okay? <laughs> they with the baby for wait two minutes, and there's other babies or cats or dogs. And then in about two minutes, they just sort of, like, leave the room. So the thing is, is how do the babies and the dogs and cats respond when the parent or owner comes back into the room about four minutes, five minutes later? And this is called the secure base test. In humans, 65% of infants see their parent come in and go, you know, toddling up to them and say, great, hi, how you doing, and then go back and play. Um, so about two-thirds of human. 58% of dogs will see their owner and go, hey, hi, where you been, and then go back and play. Cats! Two-thirds of cats. So cats are on a par with humans in terms of their sort of social interaction with their owner and their comfort level. Um, it's, it's an experiment commonly used to, to met It's an experiment commonly used to measure bonds. And it's always yeah. been used for dogs and primates to see the bonds they form with caretakers. They'd never done it with cats. They did it with a cat, and the cat outscores dogs. I'm just saying. Well, uh, this is, I mean, as you say, it's obvious. 
a, a pet is by definition domesticated when they form bonds with humans such that humans take them in. Mm-hmm. So right. if cats were not capable of that interaction, they'd remain lions. But there's still this so there's still this sort of cat animus on the part of so many people that yeah. you, you have, I don't understand it. I love them. They're the greatest. Unless they're well, so they're dogs. They're certainly amusing. God, they're great. Anyway, okay, we're out of time. I so much rather talk about skunks and cats and number neighbors than um, you know what. But guys, right. this is And I'll try to I'll I'll try and remind everybody that I'm I'm usually my my happy self. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you sound great, Suze. So, I'm good. And and tell mom I'm glad she's finally getting home. Yeah, I'll tell mom that yeah, welcome home. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Okay, guys, tomorrow. Got lots of things to talk about tomorrow, by the way, of different sorts of things. And um, I'm looking forward to it. We also want to, I want to talk, well, it doesn't matter. God, I am so out of it. Okay, sorry. I got to go take another shower, I think, because I am smelling skunk. Bye. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.